Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Takes a shot, runs into the box, shot, score! It's time for Atlanta Soccer Tonight. Tune in as Jason Longshore gives you insight and analysis on the beautiful game, including headlines from around the world of soccer. Rebound, score! This is Atlanta Soccer Tonight, brought to you by Moe's Southwest Grill. Welcome to Moe's. Atlanta Soccer Tonight is on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Here's Jason Longshore. Let's kick it. Atlanta soccer tonight, live on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. I'm Jason Longshore. Welcome to our weekly show. We cover soccer in Atlanta, state of Georgia, the Southeast, the United States, and beyond. That's what we do on AST every single week. Now, we have an MLS champion, the Columbus Crew. The 2023 season, finally, it felt like it ran forever. It finally ended on Saturday night. And look, we're already underway with 2024 because every final roster decision has been made around the league. You've got a trade window that has been open and moves have been made around the league. Teams are preparing. You've got waiver drafts. You've got reentry drafts. You've got a college draft coming up next week. Free agency opens up. All these things are moving right now around MLS. So you feel like maybe you're going to get a chance to breathe if you're in the MLS ecosystem at the end of MLS cup, you get a day and then you get to get caught up on everything happening around the league. Let's go back to the game. I I want to put a, a final point on the 2023 season with the Columbus crew winning MLS cup. This was one of the best I, in my opinion, and look, it's it's a subjective thing in terms of what you like about the game. I think this is one of the best MLS Cup champions of the modern era in Major League Soccer. I, I think the way that they play, the strength in their convictions of, about the way that they play, the attractiveness of how they play, I think it's the the best example of what we should want soccer in major league soccer and soccer in the United States to be Wilfred Nancy and the work that he did with this team, just a joy to watch. And we had the conversation on, on the full-time report. We had the conversation here on AST as we were getting ready for the playoffs. 
about who Atlanta United would want to face and who they would not want to face. And every time it came up, I said, I don't want to see the Columbus crew in that first round series. Well, they did. And the last team to beat Columbus in 2023 is Atlanta United. And it was a strong win in Atlanta as well. Now, look, Columbus did go on the road and they beat Orlando. They did go on the road and they beat Cincinnati. They didn't win in Atlanta in 2023. They drew in the regular season, the late game heroics from Tiago Almada and Miles Robinson, and then the 4-2 win in game two of the MLS Cup playoffs. And I think Wilfred Nancy made a really important move and a move that I don't think got talked about enough. And frankly, everybody kept questioning it, wondering when it was going to revert back. That game was the last game that Julian Gressel started for the Columbus crew. And I thought Gonzalo Pineda's game plan was perfect that night to get behind him. And when you started to get behind him, that forced Steven Marrera to have to stay home more. That took away something that I thought Columbus really punished Atlanta with in game one, with Marrera getting high up the field. And in large portions, but not the entire match in game three. Game three was a little bit more of a back and forth, but Columbus executed so well and was always out in front. When Wilfred Nancy made what was probably an unpopular decision, I think for maybe the Columbus fan base, I know it was around Major League Soccer in terms of starting a player who had been a star in MLS Next Pro the year before, starting him over a player that Columbus traded a good bit of allocation money for in the summer. I thought, and I said it on the full-time report after that game too, I thought that was the move that he would make, and it was the move that he had to make because it gave them more balance. Yes, you lost some of the service that you saw in extra time against Cincinnati that was needed from Julian Gressel. You lost some of that with Mo Farsi. You got speed, and you got better defending. And what that ultimately did, and it goes back to the game model for Wilfred Nancy, and it goes back to the collective and how important the collective is when you play in this manner. It made the collective stronger. It allowed Marrera to push higher. It gave you the ability to create overloads and mismatches. And it worked to perfection, in my opinion. I I thought it was a bold move from Wilfred Nancy because, look, a lot of times you make that trade in midseason, you're looking to improve, you give up a lot of allocation money, you bring that guy in, you ride with that guy until the very end of the season. I think if Julian Gressel started in game three, Atlanta United would have had a better opportunity to win that game because I think Shonde Silva would have gotten in behind him again as he did in game two to the point that then Columbus has to modify what they do. They have to subtract from their collective. They have to hold back a little bit more. And Atlanta ended up finding the joy on the right side in game two because they wore down the other side so much. They found joy on their right against Columbus's left because Columbus had to sacrifice so much to cover on that side. Go back. The early portion of that game, was a lot of long direct balls over the top that Silva got in behind. It started to stretch the back line. They were out of sorts. They weren't able to play their game, and Atlanta took advantage. Other teams weren't able to take advantage of that, and you go through Orlando, where I thought Columbus was by far the better team. It took them a while to open the scoring, but they did. Didn't feel like they were ever really at risk of losing that game. That was impressive on the road. 
What was more impressive was the next week in Cincinnati where they went on the road against the Supporter Shield winners and they fell behind 2-0 and they came all the way back. And Cincinnati's collapse in that game is going to be one that I think will stick with Cincinnati fans, Cincinnati players, Cincinnati execs, Cincinnati coaches for a long time because it was unexpected and it wasn't handled well. I thought players who came into that match didn't give you what you needed off the bench. And Columbus took full advantage of wearing Cincinnati down and punishing them for not being as committed collectively as the crew were. And in MLS Cup, I think Columbus made LAFC look pretty ordinary for long stretches of that game. And that's not easy to do. LAFC made three finals in 2023. Now they lost all three finals. And they're looking at a 2024 that their roster could look really different. But this was a very good LAFC team. They didn't look like it against Columbus because Columbus bossed the game. And it was just a celebration of what Wilfred Nancy has done all year long. I think what really put them over the top in the summer was going out and getting Rudy Camacho. Because you got a center back who was 100% bought in to the game model that Wilfred Nancy has. And you were able to play one true center back, a converted right back in Steven Marrera to the right of Camacho, and a converted left back to the to the left of Camacho in Malte Amundsen. You played one center back and two fullbacks who were nominally center backs. It sometimes take turns and would both step up forward. You were able to create a system that wasn't about a shape, wasn't about a set of numbers, wasn't about, you know, dots on a on a green pitch. It was about the way they interacted. And you were able to make that work even better than it started in the season with Rudy Camacho in that team. And it's no surprise that they re-upped with Rudy Camacho today to continue with the team. Now, LAFC, they're going to look really different. Columbus is going to look a little different. Julian Gressel, he is not under contract with Columbus now. A lot of people expected when he was traded to Columbus that he would sign a new deal and stay. And it's kind of how it sounded like the deal came about from him leaving Vancouver. He's a free agent. And where he goes will be a really interesting thing this season. LAFC, their roster decisions, that roster that they have right now under contract is pretty sparse. Giorgio Chiellini announced his retirement today. Carlos Vela out of contract. Maxime Crepeau out of contract. There's talk about Denny Boanga. His wife has not been able to get her immigration paperwork to come into the United States. He might not want to stay in LAFC, and he's going to draw interest winning the Golden Boot. He's going to draw interest back in Europe. Does Boanga leave? Do they look completely different in, in, in 2024? I don't think it's a guarantee LAFC is back here next year. I think Columbus is your team to beat going into 2024. And I think they're your team to really keep an eye on when you look at the CONCACAF Champions Cup because that draw comes tomorrow night. So, I mean, when, when we talk about MLS and we talk about soccer in this country, it's not a in-season, out-of-season kind of conversation anymore. Yes, there's no league matches going on right now, and there won't be until we get to the last weekend in February, it sounds like. We'll know for sure next Wednesday when the new MLS schedule comes out for 2024. That'll come out on the 20th. 
you don't have any games right now, but you have some very important things happening. The CONCACAF Champions Cup draw is tomorrow night. A slew of MLS teams are in it. A slew of Liga MX teams are in it. 27 teams in total. Going to be a lot of fun. I love that tournament. Can't wait for Atlanta United to be back in it. They're not yet. We have managers being hired around the league. Dean Smith is your new manager in Charlotte. The 52-year-old was most recently with Norwich City and with Leicester City. He's most well-known for getting Aston Villa back into the Premier League in 2019. He broke a 109-year-old club record with 10 straight wins in the championship that year. He got Ali Watkins to Villa. He got Debo Martinez to Villa, Matty Cash to Villa. He was your Premier League manager of the month in December 2020. It's hard when you get promoted to stay in that job. The expectations change. He didn't stay at Villa for a a very long time after they were promoted. And a couple of spots that didn't go well with Norwich and Leicester. And now he is coming to the United States and MLS in Charlotte. His son plays down the road. It was a Greenville triumph. So not a huge shock here. And I think it was the best of the candidates that included Frank Lampard and Freddie Juarez, who was formerly of Real Salt Lake and is a current assistant with Seattle. Some of the trades today, Chris Durkin was traded by D.C. to St. Louis for Jared Stroud and for Lucas Bartlett and some allocation money. Uh, Chicago and Colorado, they swapped left backs. Our old friend Andrew Gutman heads home to Chicago. Miguel Navarro goes to Colorado. And then about an hour or two ago, uh, Kyle Bonagura of ESPN, and it's been uh, confirmed by The Athletic as well, Josh Cohen is close to a deal with Atlanta United. Now, that name might sound familiar. Josh Cohen has been linked to Atlanta United since 2022, and I believe it was after Brad Gazan's Achilles injury when his name first came up. Unfortunately, he had a shoulder injury right after that, and Atlanta needed to bring in a goalkeeper and ended up going to get Raul Goudinho who was available instead of Cohen because he was hurt and he wasn't going to be available. Now, Cohen then got some Champions League experience out of the deal with Maccabi Haifa in Israel, and he's a former goalkeeper with the Sacramento Republic. So if you don't know Josh Cohen, 31 years old, last four seasons in Israel with Maccabi Haifa, played in the Champions League. He won three league titles there. He was named the Footballer of the Year in 2021. His contract ended last summer. He, he hoped to sign in the summer in MLS, didn't get a deal done. There was some talk, and it was reported by The Athletic that he was it was alleged that Atlanta United violated MLS rules while attempting to sign him. There was a complaint to the league, and MLS, MLS spokesperson told The Athletic, told a few other folks that no rule had been violated, so that was a, a, a whole much ado about nothing, right? Um, Cohen went to Maccabi Haifa in the summer of 2019. He was on the USL Championship Best 11 second team for the 2018 season with Sacramento. That was his first year with the club. So he played a year and a half in Sacramento. He played at UC San Diego in Division II in college, bounced around a little bit, and Sacramento was really where it first came together for him. When he went to Israel, he talked about in an article, one of the things that he's really worked on is his ability to play with the ball at his feet. That's something he'd have to do here. We'll talk more about Josh Cohen. We'll talk more about predictions for 2024. 
And we're also going to talk about the U.S. Soccer National Training Center down in Fayette County. Stay with us. Atlanta Soccer tonight will be back in five on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When it comes to the world of soccer, we've got you covered. This is Atlanta Soccer Tonight with Jason Longshore. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back. Atlanta Soccer Tonight on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. I'm Jason Longshore. Where we left off, we were talking about the reports that have broken in the last couple of hours about Atlanta United close to a deal to sign goalkeeper Josh Cohen, who was most recently with Maccabi Haifa in the Israeli Premier League, also has some Champions League experience, was in a U.S. men's national team camp in June of 2023. I don't think Cohen walks in the door as the number one but we don't know the status of Brad Gazan at this point. After the playoff loss to Columbus, Gazan told Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that he was going to think about his future at this stage of his career. He is under contract for 2024, and there's an option for 2025. And I think if he comes back to play, and there's plenty of time for him to make that decision, and I'm sure he has been thinking about it and talking with his family and figuring out what he wants to do next. If he comes back, he's going to be given every opportunity to be the number one, but I don't think it's guaranteed to him that he is the number one. Just like I don't think if Josh Cohen comes in that it's guaranteed to him that he's the number one. There's only one goalkeeper that is currently on the roster, and that's Brad Gazan. Josh Cohen would be number two. They would go out and sign a third. Don't know if they would go younger or older with that third signing. Teams can kind of go either way. You would have, if Josh Cohen signs, a 31-year-old backing up Brad Gazan or being the number one in Brad Gazan backing up Cohen. You would probably go younger with that third goalkeeper. That's one signing that I would expect to see Atlanta United make. You're generally going to have three goalkeepers on your roster of 30 in Major League Soccer. When you look at the rosters that's currently constructed for Atlanta United, you need two goalkeepers. That'll take you to 26 on the roster. 
little bit of room, and you're going to see some players who are on the roster get loaned to Atlanta United, too, for the season. That would open up spots, but it would open up spots in the supplemental area to open up playing time, potentially, those kinds of things. That's This roster, when you look around the league, there's some teams, and I mentioned it with LAFC earlier, there's some teams who the, the roster is a little sparse, and there's some serious questions in some spots. You don't really have that for Atlanta United outside of one. Now, goalkeeper could be one could be but right now it's not your number one is under contract for 2024 center back you have Luis Abram Noah Cobb Efrain Morales under contract right now Miles Robinson is a free agent when it comes to major league soccer he could also explore opportunities in other countries and I think it's a safe expectation that he will he's had a contract offer on the table in front of him all season long if I'm not mistaken and It doesn't sound like he's going to take that. At this point in his career, it's a smart move for him. And it's a smart move by his representatives to advise him to explore the opportunities. And there might be a team in MLS that would make him a designated player. That is a possibility. There might be an opportunity overseas that is a really good fit for him. That is a possibility. So Miles Robinson is a big unknown, but he is not under contract right now. Luis Abram started the second half of the year. I would expect he is your starter. And I think Atlanta United would probably go get a starter. I think Noah Cobb needs a little more time. I don't know about how long. And you might look at a veteran to pair with Luisa Brahm because of Noah Cobb's development. But also that brings me to another potential need is I think if Noah Cobb is not going to be the starter, and I think it's probably a good safe bet that he's not, He doesn't need to be the number three either because he needs to play. We saw this season when he was the number three center back and he was on the bench in MLS when uh, Robinson was away during the Gold Cup. It hurt his development. And when he went back to play with Atlanta United too, it took him some games. I talked to him about it. He kind of lost his rhythm a little bit. It took him some time to get back to his best form. And I thought he finished in great form with Atlanta United too. He still needs games. And if he's the number three, I don't think that's good for him. I don't think it's good for Atlanta United. So you're looking at two center backs. Uh, I think one a starter and one a rotation slash experience backup. And you don't want to block Cobb. And hopefully Efrain Morales has continued development. I thought he had a good year this year as well. First year where he was mostly injury free. Okay, that's two goalkeepers you need and two center backs you need. That takes you to 28. (laughs) So in terms of the roster being full, it's almost there. Again, you're going to open up some spots. Aiden Torres, I would imagine, will be loaned to Atlanta United to, to get games, although he is definitely one to watch for the long term. Luke Brennan could be in that situation as well. But when you're bringing back Brad Kazan, who was your starter this season, you're bringing back Brooks Lennon and Caleb Wiley, who were your starters at fullback at the end. Luisa Brom, who was one of your two starters at center back. You're bringing back Tristan Muyamba. You're not bringing back Mateus Osechu. And that could be another question mark. Is Jay Fortune ready? Can Franco Ibarra or Santiago Sosa be a good pair for Tristan Muyamba? Aiden Torres, again, I think he's going to need time. Jay Fortune got two starts in the postseason. I, I think it's a possibility that he's the guy when you look ahead to 2024. I don't think it's a guarantee, but I think it is a possibility. Tiago Almada is back. Yes, he will have interest. Yes, he wants to go to Europe. 
no, there is not an offer on the table as far as we know at the moment. Wingers, you have Saba Lobjanidze, you have Sean De Silva, you have Edwin Mosquera, who got some starts down the road, and he's played two games and started two games, wearing the number 10 shirt, by the way, for Colombia's U23s in friendlies as they get ready to try to, try to qualify for the Olympics. Uh, former Atlanta United 2 goalkeeper Sebastian Guerra was part of that group as well. And you have Yorgos Yakamakis coming back up top. So you're not going to be crazy active in the offseason as things currently stand. Now, if you unload some pieces, and I know there's been speculation on Ibarra, on Sosa, on Derek Etienne. There's been speculation without anything to go on in terms of guys you might move on from. Well, they're under contract. So until that happens, your roster is in a lot of ways full outside of some depth pieces and that starting center back spot and the decision from Brad Kazan. Josh Cohen, keep an eye on it. The Athletic confirmed the ESPN's reports that Atlanta United is close to a deal on signing Josh Cohen to the roster. Now, the first odds are out for the projected MLS Cup champion in 2024, betonline.ag, which is uh, one of these aggregators who is all over the place. Inter-Miami is their favorite to win MLS Cup in 2024. Hmm, interesting. 5-1. to one. LAFC, 13-2. to two. Really interesting. It doesn't make any sense. Columbus Crew, 15-2, to two, number three. They should be the favorite going in. Philadelphia, 10-1. to one. Still got questions with Kai Wagner and Alejandro Bedoya not under contract. FC Cincinnati, 12-1. to one. That's a safe one. Orlando, 18-1. to one. Seattle, 18-1. to one. little surprised on Seattle. Nashville 25 to 1, very surprised on that. Red Bulls and Salt Lake 25 to 1, incredibly surprised by that. And I don't know where that's coming from. St. Louis 25 to 1, okay. Atlanta United 30 to 1, alongside Houston Dynamo Sporting Kansas City. Yeah, take all that with a grain of salt. All right, let's move on to the news that came out last Thursday. U.S. Soccer, the United States Soccer Federation, announced the location for their new national training center. We knew it was going to be in the Atlanta area. It is going to be in Fayette County, and it will be in Trillith, uh, just outside of Fayetteville. It's going to cover more than 200 acres of land. It's going to be uh, near the town at Trillith, which is a master-planned residential and mixed-use community with school, restaurants, retail, office space. It's adjacent to Trillith Studios. It's a major film and TV production studio. If you don't know about it in Fayette County, it has brought a ton of attention, a ton of business, a ton of box office coming out of there as well. Lots of investment in that area, including this potential 200-acre development for U.S. soccer. It's going to be the headquarters for the Federation, central hub for everything, coaches, referees, players, national teams, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Best-in-class training, all the technology, all the infrastructure, all these things. You're going to be able to have youth national team camps, senior national team camps, all the expanded, extended national teams as well. Everything will be there. Over a dozen soccer fields, a hundred square foot of indoor courts for all of these teams, more than two hundred square feet of facility, locker room, meeting room, headquarters space, et cetera, et cetera. Four hundred plus new jobs is what is estimated with this. An investment valued at more than two hundred million dollars. Very, very interesting in terms of how all this is going to come together. They're hoping to break ground in 2024 they'd like to be operational by 2026 so the national team can prepare for the world cup there 
that would be pretty sweet. Um, some of my hopes for this national training center and one, I'm not surprised where it is. Um, I know some people are, and as someone who grew up on the South side of town, uh, I grew up in Clayton County first and in Henry County. Uh, when we moved back from Lexington, Kentucky, I went to high school at Eagles landing in Henry County, uh, first played soccer in Clayton County at Fort Gillum and with the Clayton County YMCA in Jonesboro. I went to elementary school at Kilpatrick in Jonesboro. So I know the South side and I know a lot of people look down on the South side with the airport being where it is and knowing Atlanta traffic, like we all do, I am not surprised. The national training center is going to be on the South side of town, much easier to get to Trillith than it is to get to Forsyth County. For example, uh, land maybe a little bit better priced down there as well. Not sure about that, but, definitely more convenient i do hope that the national training center has some sort of public facing component and and look i know that's not easy to do and it wouldn't be available at all times when the national team is being housed there and working there you're not going to have the public hanging around you're not going to have marcelo bielsa's friends filming practice sessions and all of that in case the u.s plays uruguay like they will in the copa america I hope there's some opportunities for pilot programs and coaching education and video analysis, scouting, refereeing for the local Georgia soccer community. It's a thriving community, and I hope U.S. soccer takes advantage of it. I do hope there's a small stadium pitch as well, and I know the community at large won't want a giant stadium down there, and there won't be, but a 5,000 seat, maybe less, for youth national team games, tournaments, showcases, things like that. I hope these are parts of this National Training Center, and I hope the community has some input on how this goes. And I hope U.S. soccer is ready to really integrate with the Georgia soccer community at large. Coming up next, three local stories, four headlines, three things that make me smile about this game that I love so much. It's the 3-4-3. It's next in five on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It's time to wrap up tonight's show with the 343. 343. 
three local stories, four headlines from around the world, and three things that made you smile about the game. Atlanta Soccer Tonight is on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back. It's the 3-4-3 on Atlanta Soccer Tonight on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. I'm Jason Longshore. Y'all know how this goes by now. It's three local stories, it's four headlines, and it's three things that make me smile and hopefully makes you smile about the game that we all love so much. Let's start on the local side. Let's start with number one. Two players formerly of Atlanta United's Academy celebrated winning a NCAA National Championship last night. Remy Okunlola and Matthew Brick, who both had opportunities to play with Atlanta United two over the years as well. They win the national title in their freshman year for Clemson as they beat Notre Dame in the national championship last night. Okunlola especially, I, I thought he had a really good run with Atlanta United too over the summer to the point that he kept hanging around and I kept wondering if a contract might be coming his way. Went to Clemson and played a good bit on obviously a really good team as they won a national title. Okunlola is one to keep up with who has gone on to college. I don't know if he's going to play four years in college before a homegrown deal is offered to him. He's got that kind of potential as a fullback at the next level. I think Garrison Tubbs is another one to keep an eye on at Wake Forest. He has been winning all kinds of awards. ACC Defensive Player of the Year is the latest one for Garrison Tubbs. A decision's got to be made on Tubbs sooner rather than later because he has completed his senior season. The draft is next week. If he is going to be signed by Atlanta United as a homegrown, you have to do it before the draft. Now, there are some weird elements of things right now because of players having the opportunity to take a COVID year that might buy some more time here. I don't know exactly how all that's going to work, but Garrison Tubbs has shown that he will play at the next level. I don't know which level, and I don't know how much he'll play at the various levels, but I think Garrison Tubbs is going to be a professional, and he came through Atlanta United's Academy, so they're going to get first crack at signing him. Number two on the local side, Atlanta City FC, another team you might not know, but one you probably should after the run that they've been on lately. They won the UPSL Georgia Premier Division Championship over the weekend in Snellville. They did the gauntlet run in the playoffs. They were the last team in the seven seed. They beat the number two seed, which was Atlanta United's Academy team. They beat the number one seed on the road, both of those. That was Dalton United. And they beat the number three seed KSA Pro Profile over the weekend in Snellville at their home field. Really impressive from Atlanta City. Ellie Bacota, formerly of Clarkston High School, was a star for this group. Thierry Jules, he scored eight goals in the postseason. Six foot eight Haitian striker at Life University. Really strong team. Now they're going to be on the road in the National UPSL tournament this weekend. They are traveling to face St. Louis City's academy team this weekend. Good luck to Atlanta City as they take that long trip and hopefully bring some more playoff games back to the Atlanta area. Number three on the local side. Look, this one's not getting as much talk as uh, Dylan Riola flipping his commitment from Georgia. It looks like he's going to go to Nebraska. This is a bigger deal, though, in terms of impact, in my opinion. Soleil Washington. The Gatorade High School Player of the Year in Georgia, current Jamaican national team player, was at the World Cup 
this past summer. She changed her college commitment to the current national champions, Florida State. She was originally committed to Duke. She's preparing for her senior season at Chambly High School. They're trying to defend their state championship. Soleil is an amazing player. And if she goes <laughs> to Florida State and pairs up with Jordan Dudley, who is maybe going to win the Herman Trophy, which is the equivalent of the Heisman Trophy in college soccer, Jordan, as a freshman from Cambridge High School, had an incredible year. You get Soleil and Jordan in the same team, both from the Atlanta area. Ooh, Florida State is just becoming a dynasty in women's soccer right now. Four headlines from around the world. We'll start with a former dynasty, Manchester United. They are completely out of Europe after a 1-0 loss at Old Trafford to Bayern Munich today. They finished dead last in their group. Bayern, along with FC Copenhagen, will advance to the Champions League knockout rounds. Galatasaray moves into the Europa League by finishing third. I feel like it's a broken record when it comes to Manchester United. One win in their last five in all competitions. They've only scored two goals in their last four. That came in the one win that they have. They are sixth in the Premier League, but they're six points out of next season's Champions League spots. Everybody's going to yell at Eric Ten Hag. It's the nature of the business. It's not all Eric Ten Hag's fault. It's not. He's not helping himself with the comments after games where they lose at home and he's happy with the way that they played and, and this and that. And it, no, it's it's not working. After you lose 3-0 at home to Bournemouth over the weekend and then 1-0 at home to Bayern, you can't be trying to find the positive in things right now if you're Eric Ten Hag. Eric Ten Hag left Ajax and they've been a mess ever since. He got to Manchester United and they were a mess before he got there and they're still a mess. I don't know. Maybe, maybe a change is needed for his sake as much as it is for the club's sake with Manchester United, but no matter who you bring in there, they've got to fix some of the other issues around this team. You've got to cut out the players leaking things to the media. You've got to cut out some of the tabloid journalism around this team as best as you can. You've got to actually start developing players again. It's a wreck, an absolute wreck, and it's not going to be easy to fix. The longer it's gone on makes it harder to fix it. Number two, a team that has not been a wreck for a long time, but maybe is... I don't know, two wheels off the road right now, Milan. Now, Rafael Leal is fit and ready to return to Milan's side as they're going to face Newcastle United in a big Champions League game tomorrow. Stefano Pioli said that today, that Leal will play. He missed the last four games, including the 3-1 loss to Borussia Dortmund with a hamstring injury. He's ready to play from the start, Pioli said in his press conference. Milan is at the bottom of Group F. They're level on five points with Newcastle. Milan has to win. They also need PSG on seven points to lose at Borussia Dortmund, who leads the group with 10 points. Dortmund is going to the knockout rounds in the Champions League. PSG should go with them. Milan and Newcastle both need PSG to lose, and they need to win. Milan's third in Serie A right now. They're nine points behind leaders enter. Consistency has been lacking a little bit, though, and the rumor mill is already churning on Pioli's job security. I think it's a shame. I think Milan is in a similar situation in some ways to Manchester United. The rot is not what it is in Manchester for sure. But there's some things that are outside of Pioli's control that are going to hurt his job security. And that's that's the shame of the business. But managers know these things walking in the door. I think Pioli's done a good job. He obviously won Serie A with this group. 
is it maybe time to freshen it up? Yeah, it could be. But this team is not the best team in Italy right now. And I think expecting him to have the team that is not the best, being the best by being at the top of the table, it's a little unfair, in my opinion. Uh, we'll see how this goes tomorrow. But Pioli and Eric Tenhog, while clubs are not saying anything about it, those are two guys that might be in tenuous situations with their current clubs. Number three, two clubs that have had some tenuous situations over the years, and it's Liga MX, so managers come and go seemingly as the wind blows. The final starts on Thursday. It's Club America. It's Tigres. It's going to be over two legs. First game in Monterrey, Tigres will host on Thursday night. This is a wild stat about Club America, who has won the title 13 times. They have been to the final nine times in the 27 years since Liga MX went to the Apertura and Clausura setup. So two separate champions each year. Club America, in those nine final appearances in the last 27 years, they have never won the first game, whether they've hosted it or been on the road. Never won it. They've won four titles. They've lost five of those nine. In the first game, they've drawn three times. They've lost six. In the nine games they they lost, or in the nine games total, they've only scored four goals. This is the biggest club in Mexico. I know Chivas fans are yelling and throwing things right now. Okay, maybe they they have the most money. They have the they're, they're the New York Yankees is, is the way people look at. It. They're the Dallas Cowboys. They really struggle out of the gate in the final. So keep that in mind as Tigres hosts Las Aguilas first leg. In Monterrey, Thursday night, 10 o'clock Eastern time. Second game, Sunday night, 8.30 Eastern time. You can watch it on Tudayene or Univision in the United States. Big games, definitely worth your time. The drama will be off the charts, especially in that second game. Club America was the best team in the league during the regular season. Tigres was third. Number four on the headlines, Turkish authorities on Tuesday arrested the president of a top flight team after he punched a referee in the face at the end of a game, prompting the Turkish Football Federation to suspend all league games. MKE Ankaraguku, the president of that club, Farouk Koka, attacked the referee, Halil Umut Meller, on the pitch late Monday after the final whistle. Punched him in the face. Referee got kicked while he was on the ground as fans invaded the field. Uh, Rise of Spore had a late-minute equalizer in that game, finished 1-1. During the questioning for Coca, the, the president, who punched the referee in the face, there's a video, he denied causing any injury. He said he just slapped the referee, which is not true. He also blamed the referee for the whole incident. He accused the referee of wrongful decisions and provocative acts. Coca, after his arrest, resigned as president of the club. Um, he needs to be suspended from the game for, I mean, you want to go life. I'm not going to argue with you. I, I think you're talking five to 10 years and this needs to be the regular occurrence for these sorts of things. This is ridiculous. We talked about it last week in Greece. Referees don't want to work because of threats, because of incidents where people are finding out where they live and where they work and causing problems. And now you got referees getting punched in the face by club presidents. FIFA's got to take a stand here turkish federation's got to as well but i'm a little skeptical they will fifa's got to take a stand needs to happen needs to happen quickly this can't linger three things that make me smile about the game and 
man, that makes me angry about the game. Things that make me smile. One year ago today, Argentina beat Croatia to reach the World Cup final. Now, that makes me smile because I'm I'm a big Argentina fan. Y'all know that by now. The moment of that game that should make anybody smile, maybe except for Cristiano Ronaldo fans, because I know y'all have weird feelings about when Lionel Messi does things that are great. That assist from Messi on the second goal, the long run with Vardial, who is at now Manchester City and one of the best defenders in the world, had an amazing tournament. That long run and the change of pace and the spin and in laying the ball off to Julian Alvarez and his big coming out party with two goals on the day. Those are the things that got to make you smile about the game, right? That's what we love about this thing. Number two, the expansion of the CONCACAF Champions Cup. That makes me smile. 27 teams. Our old friends, Aridiano, are back in it. They might sign Kubo Torres for the uh, tournament, by the way. Los Vikingos, one of my favorites that I've learned about in this, this tournament. Independiente of Panama, they're back. They knocked Toronto out of the tournament in 2019. SV Robin Hood of Suriname. Yes, that's the club name. They're back. They reached five finals from 1972 to 1983. And number three on things that make me smile, the growth of the local grassroots soccer scene. I had a chance to be part of the Georgia Revolution College Showcase. That was a blast. There's more news coming out of McDonough in the next week. Stay tuned on that. We'll talk about it next week. That UPSL Georgia final was great. And I've been connecting with a lot of different people lately for interviews for our History of Atlanta Soccer podcast with Atlanta United. I can't wait to share those stories with you really, really soon. Thanks for hanging out with me tonight. AST, back next Tuesday night at 10 p.m. Adios, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 